Hello, everyone. Welcome to our midweek service. Um, it's great to be with you tonight. I'm Pastor Tom Carano. For those of you who don't know me, I'm one of the um, campus pastors at the Bava location and the outreach director for the church. And I'm really excited to share what God has put on my heart tonight. And if you're here for the first time, just go ahead. Um, we'd love to connect with you. Just cl click that connect button on the screen. And also, um, before we get started, I really just wanted to say thank you on behalf of Pastor Joe and the leaders here leadership here. Thank you for your faithful giving. We are so thankful for to have such a generous congregation in this time. And again, I just want to say thank you for your giving. And tonight, just a reminder to give, you could give at newbeginningsnj.org forward slash give, or just click on that giving tab on your screen. So I'm really super excited. I'm just going to be myself. We're going to have a good time and really share the word of God. But I'm going to be sharing over actually the next two weeks. So I'm going to be sharing over the next two weeks. And I just want to encourage you with this. Hook up with this message. This message is for me just as much as, as it is for you. So you're going to hear me say we a lot, not you. It's us together. This message is for me as well. But if we could hook up with this message and apply it to our lives, I know our lives are going to change. Our walk with the Lord's going to change. And the great thing about it, we're going to impact people around us. So before we get started, I'd always like to pray, invite the Holy Spirit here. So let's, uh, let's pray together. Let's agree in prayer for just a, a great message tonight. So Father, um, we thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your, for your precious promises, Lord God. Father, I just give my heart to you right now, Lord God. Father, I thank you that you're going to speak through my lips, Lord God. I thank you that we could put all the distractions aside, even if we're at home listening to this. Put all the distractions aside from the day, uh, from, from the week, Father. And we just thank you that we could dig into your word, Lord God, and hear from your Holy Spirit. I thank you that lives are changed, people are impacted in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, like I said, I'm really, really excited to share tonight the title. The title of my message is fight to the finish. I'm going to say it again. Fight to the finish. Not fighting in a bad way, fighting in a good way. One of my sales managers um, that I worked with in, market, in the marketing industry years back, he used to say a statement all the time. And this is such an important statement for you to remember tonight. He used to say this, this statement all the time. I'm going to tell you in a second. <laughs> I just want you to wait a little bit. I'm kidding. But anyway, he, he used to say this statement all the time while I was in sales, and it really, never, it really never resonated with me at the time. But as I was away from that job, it started to resonate with me more and more, and I realized how much of a biblical basis it had. And this is what he said. He always used to say this to us in sales. No matter how bad you're doing, he'd say this. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And I just want to encourage all of us out there, it doesn't matter if you're 10 years old watching this, if you're 90 years old, if you just started walking with the Lord, if you've been walking with him for 20 years, we all need to finish strong. And God desires for us to finish strong. And he's going to do that work in us. He's going to do his part. But as believers, we have a part to do and we have to do our part. So the goal of this first week is for us to see how critical it is for us to finish our course with joy and contend for that with everything inside of us, with everything we have, we need to contend for that. So God has a plan for each of our lives, and he desires to bring that to pass 
But as believers, like I said, we have to do our part. So next week, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek into next week. We're going to actually look at what it takes to get there. So we're going to actually look at what it takes to get there. So in Romans 8.29, it says that we're predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. What an amazing privilege. So when we allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in us and we reflect the image of Jesus in our lives, it becomes much easier and much more natural to finish our course because it just flows out of us, right? And we get on that path when we're being conformed into the image of Christ. So we're going to save that for next week. And one more thing about next week. I heard someone say, we don't get out of life what we want. We get out of life who we are. And that's such a key. And we're going to be talking about that next week. But this week, we're going to be focusing on the course and what God wants us to do. And then next week, we're going to be talking more about who we're becoming and really who we are as believers. So again, what did I say? It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And I just want to encourage you out there. God has a strong finish inside of you. I don't care what you're facing right now. God has a strong finish. So let's look at the word finish and let's define the word finish, okay? This is one of the definitions of the word finish. This is just from the dictionary. It's to bring a task or activity to an end to complete. So we all have an assignment or a task or something to complete that God has put in front of us. But that's, that's this week. But listen to this again for next week. Complete the manufacture or decoration of a material object or place by giving it an attractive surface appearance. So that's like a finish, right? Something that you're working on and you're molding and you're shaping. But in the Greek, the word finish actually means to accomplish, to perfect or fulfill. God promises to perfect the things that concern us because the things that concern us concern him because he desires for us to do his will. So this is what I, what I want to get to. God desires for us to finish our course or finish our assignment, but he also desires to mold and shape us and work in us and perfect those things in us. So again, he desires for us to reflect his image to the world. And lately I've been thinking about that statement, and that's really where this message came about in my heart is I really, this jumped in me um, when, I, when I knew I was doing midweek, and, and actually next week message, and I'm going to talk about that, has been something that's been brewing for about six months now. But lately I've been thinking about this statement, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And there's really a lot of biblical truth to that as I started looking at that. Now I'm not saying that we can't start off strong or we shouldn't start off strong. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is finishing is the key. Because what good is it if we start off strong and then we fall at the end or we, we start to weaken at the end? God desires for us to finish strong. So think about this for a second. It's unfortunate, but we tend to remember the people who finish strong, the people who finish well, or people who maybe started off in, in, in the projects or whatever they started off and all of a sudden they went on to be own their own business and, and, and be, be famous or whatever it is. We tend to remember the end, not the beginning. And that's unfortunate because there are people who do start off strong. But when you look at people in the Bible, we tend to remember the strong finish when people finish strong, but when people finish weak or people fall at the end or falter at the end, we tend to remember that weak finish. 
But regardless of that, it's not about people's opinions or this or that, but it's about being a witness for Christ. It's about finishing strong so we could get to the end and we could hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. How many people want, want to hear that? Amen. We want to hear that, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So there was some, some strong finishers in the Bible, but there was also some weak finishers. Um, unfortunately, you know, people like Judas started off strong in the end betrayed Jesus, ended up hanging himself. Solomon started off strong and in the end he, he kind of faltered. And then King Saul, you look at King Saul, we don't realize, but King Saul started out strong. And if you look at 1 Samuel 13, 13 through 14, I was just reading this in a book by Andrew Womack. And it says, and Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people, because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. And I just want to take a look at that, because Andrew Womack was really focusing on that and saying Saul was really meant to be there for the long term, but in the end, his heart turned and he started caring more about what people thought than what God thought. And I'm not saying this to be judgmental because he did start off and he did a great work for God, but we want to learn from people's mistakes so we don't have to make the same mistakes. So those were examples of, of, of people maybe who didn't finish so strong or didn't finish well. But now we're going to look at some people that were strong finishers. We're looking at Joshua, Caleb, Paul. We're going to actually look at the life of Paul in the next uh, 20 minutes or so. So in Joshua 14, listen to this. We know Joshua and Caleb went into the promised land, but listen to this about the life of Caleb. This to me just speaks to my heart so much. I'm not going to go into the whole scripture, but it says right before chapter 10, it says, because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. It's talking about Caleb following God with his whole heart. It says, now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said to Moses, while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today, listen to this. Here I am today, 85 years old. Man, I wish I could say that at 85. I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day, you yourself heard that the Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified, but the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. At 85 years old, he's saying, I'm just as strong as when we were sent out. Now, we do know our body ages, don't get me wrong, all that stuff, but I'm saying no matter where you are in life, you can make a difference. You can start there, or if you feel like you're finishing strong, keep finishing strong. So listen to what the Bible says about finishing, okay? This is what the Bible says about finishing. For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. This is the Apostle Paul. 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8, this is what he's saying. For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. So what Paul is saying is, the time for my departure is at hand, but I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Paul did what? He fought to the finish. What's the title of this message? Fight to the finish. Fight the good fight. And he said, finally, 
There is laid up for me the crown of righteousness with the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not to me only, but also to those, also to those who have loved his appearing. Paul fought to the finish. And I don't care where you are in life, I can't stress that enough. God has a strong finish in you. The great finisher, Jesus Christ, the author and the perfecter of our faith lives inside our hearts. There's a strong finish inside of us. God has plans and purposes. I don't care if you got off track. Yeah, maybe he had to curtail some things or maybe you missed a few things here and he has to kind of redo things for you. But no matter what, God has a plan and purpose from here in your life. And I want to just share a story. I asked permission to share this from one of our congregation members, Susan Lynch. And I did her uh, husband's funeral. And it was really, um, obviously, it's always a bittersweet moment, but it was a blessing to honor him. And it was amazing, but he wasn't a Christian his whole life. And he, he was a good man, a great family man. He lived as a Catholic, but unfortunately, he didn't have maybe the impact that he would have had if he lived his life as a Christian an impact really for the kingdom, an eternal impact, right? So going back, going to this story, Susan shared with me that at the end of his life, I believe it was the last few months he had gotten sick with cancer, unfortunately, but he actually gave his life to the Lord the last two months of his life. And at the last two months of his life, he had such an impact on people around him People saw such a change in him, and Susan shared at the funeral that it was the love of God. So people towards the end of his life were impacted for eternity. And at his funeral, when we shared, five people came to the Lord, people in his family. So here he is making an impact because he finished strong at the end of his life, and he made an eternal difference. So in Acts 20, 24, this is what Paul says. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but I've taught you publicly and from house to house. I have declared to you, both Jews and Greeks, that you must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. And now, listen to this, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. Listen to this. I only know. How would you feel if you're going somewhere? And I, I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me. And the Holy Spirit sometimes warns us of maybe things that are negative, but warns us to protect us, right? He warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace, right? So my, this is what Paul is saying. I don't care about what's going on around me. I don't care what it looks like. It feels like I don't care where I'm at in life right now. All I know is this. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given me. And Lord, the Lord has given each of us a task. And that task is going to include testifying to the good news of the grace of God, the good news of God's grace. Whatever we do, whether it's a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer, a homemaker, a parent, a, a friend, a neighbor, it's going to testify 
to the good news of the grace of God. And each one of us has a course. The word is dromus in the Greek. The word for course, it's a race, a career, a course of occupation or life. Each of us has an assignment. And part of our course is our work, but it's not all of it. Serving at church, right? Ministering to people at church, being a witness to people in the world, being a parent, being a friend. Maybe you're taking care of a loved one and that takes up all your time and they're sick. That's part of finishing your course. It doesn't mean you have to preach to thousands of people. You have to be faithful with what God has given you, with what God has put in your path. And I want to give you a great place to start. Start with the little things. Start obeying God with the little things. When God says, do this, do this. When God says, forgive, forgive, because we have a race to finish. And if the devil can get us off course, right? If he could get us off course, what could he stop us? We think, oh, he could stop me from having an abundant life. Yeah, he wants to do that. He could stop me from maybe not enjoying the blessings. Yeah, he could do that. But you know what he really wants to stop us from? He wants to stop us from testifying to the good news of God's grace. Look at how Paul started off. We're going to look at the life of Paul. We're going to look at the life of Paul. Even though in 1 Timothy 1, 13 through 16, even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Paul didn't start off too strong, right? But didn't that same Paul say, at the end, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. He went on to write two-thirds of the New Testament, right? Paul finished his course. Paul finished his course. He was faithful to what God gave to him. Three quick things that are actually going to lead us into next week. We're going to talk a little bit about next week. Three things that are going to be tied to your fight to the finish. Now, there's a lot of things, but three important things and three glaring things. When Paul says, make it your great great aim, he says that in regards to running our race, but also in regards to walking in love, okay? And also when he talks about determined purpose or, or a one focus, he talks about knowing God, making it our determined person for knowing God. So three things are going to be tied to a strong finish. Number one is perseverance and focus. Perseverance and focus. What do we go back to? I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. And I just feel in my spirit, there's just people out there you feel like, man, but it doesn't matter. I've gone too far. I, I can't testify to the grace of God right now. I can't testify to the grace. How could I even pick the pieces up? It doesn't matter. His mercies are new every morning. God is a God that restores us. He restores us back. He's the God of restoration. That's what he does. So listen to Paul's life. If anybody should have quit, it should have been Paul. 
I don't know about you. When I was reading this today, I was like, oh my God, I never been through anything like this. Listen, beaten with rods, stoned, shipwrecked three times, not once, not twice, three times, dangerous from rivers, dangerous from bandits, dangerous from in the country, danger in the sea, dangerous from false believers. The only thing it doesn't cover is danger from mother-in-laws, obviously, because Paul wasn't married. That's just a joke out there. No, we all love our mother-in-laws, but danger from, from false believers, labor toiled and gone without sleep, hunger, thirst, and gone without food. And in all this, concern for the churches, he never quit. Secondly, love, eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Make it your great aim. Make it your great quest. No one fulfills, no one fulfills their course apart from walking in love. It's really almost impossible because no greater love than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. Love is the way to victory. Love never fails. Love perseveres. We got to walk in love, and we're going to talk about that more next week. But love, so walking in perseverance, let nothing stopping us from fulfilling that, that purpose. Let nothing deter, nothing deter us from walking in the path that God has for us. Nothing deter us from that course. Each of us has a course, right? Each of us has a race. And finally, which we're really going to touch on, Next week is knowing God, becoming more like Him. For my determined purpose is that I may know Him. Man, if we could get to that point, we would evangelize like never before where our determined purpose is to know Him. If our determined purpose was to know Him, walking out His plan would be so much easier. And when we know him and we know that he's never going to leave us nor forsake us, he's walking through us no matter what valley. He's walking through us on the mountain. He's walking through. He's the God of the valley and he's the God of the mountaintop. And we need to finish strong whether we're on the mountain and we're seeing great success. That doesn't give us a free pass. We still have to obey what God asked us to do today because why? We have to testify to the good news of the grace of God and people are counting on us. Thank God that somebody was walking in their course and told me about Jesus. And I'm sure the same thing goes for you. They, they, they were determined to tell you about Jesus. So I just want to encourage you here to walk out that plan for your life. Make it your determined purpose, right? What does it say? For my, determined, my, my, my aim or my purpose is to, is, to, is to fulfill what God has called me to do, to, to finish that course with joy. Paul says to finish that course with joy. Amen? And finally, I want to end right here. We're calling it fight to the finish, right? Paul says, one more time I want to say, my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. I know I'm saying it, but I want you to, I want to hammer that home. Fight to the finish, finishing that course. And finally, we're going to talk about Jesus Christ, the greatest finisher of all. Jesus Christ, the greatest finisher of all. Paul was a great finisher, but Jesus, nobody fought to the finish like Jesus. It says, Hebrews 12, to looking unto Jesus, the author of, 
and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him adored the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Right? Who for the joy that was set before him, that was me and you. And when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was so overwhelmed that no person on this earth has ever been overwhelmed to that point. It says he was overwhelmed to the point that he actually sweat blood. None of us have been tempted in that way. And he actually said to the Father, Father, if we could do this another way, let this bitter cup pass from me, let this cross pass from me. But he didn't. He didn't. The Father said no. Jesus had to go to the cross for us. He was the only one who could pay the price for our sins and bring us back into relationship with the Father. And there was so much on the line that if Jesus would have said, you know what, Father, I can't do this, the truth of the matter is none of us would be able to finish our course. None of us would be able to finish our course with joy. None of us would even be able to come into a relationship with, with the Father. In John 17, Jesus said, I have finished the work you have given me to do. Jesus was a great finisher. And God in Philippians 1 said, Philippians 1.6, he said, I am convinced and confident of this very thing that he who has began a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ, until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. So we're going to talk about that scripture next week. God began a good work in us and he's faithful to complete it. So I just want to encourage you together. Let's all just make a commitment in our hearts right now. We'll be able to talk a little bit more about this next week and we could uh, just really make a commitment in our hearts. But this week, I really want you to start thinking about fighting to the finish and thinking about some of the things that deter you in life and deter us in life and try to knock us off course. And let's just make a commitment in our hearts to fight to the finish and not let anything deter us from, from fulfilling God's plan for our life and running our race. And if you're listening to this real quick and you are saying, okay, well, I, I, I don't know what that means because I've, I've never had a relationship with God, but I'm, I'm hearing you for the first time. And you know what? Wow, if somebody would, would go to the cross for me and die on the cross for me, that person must really love me. So I just want to give you the opportunity that it, God made it really simple. It says in John 1.12, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. And it's really simple in Romans. It says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. And what does that mean to be saved? It just means to be whole. It means to um, be saved from, 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 from wrath. It means to come into a relationship with God, have our sins forgiven, where we don't have to pay the penalty for our sins because Jesus paid that. So if you're here today and your heart's beating out of your chest and you're like, man, I want to make that commitment right now. I realize that I'm not walking with God. I realize that I'm a sinner and I need to be saved by grace. I need to come into that relationship with God and be a new creature. And you could do that today. You could come into a relationship with God. You could talk to him just like I'm talking to you. If you could, you just pray this prayer with me 
It's not about the prayer. It's about the commitment in your heart. It's about saying, I need Christ today. I need Christ in my life. I, nothing, I realize nothing in this life is going to satisfy but a relationship with Jesus. I want to know him like you just talked about. Pray this prayer with me. Father, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. And I believe that he paid the price for my sin. Father, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins, past, present, and future. I thank you that Jesus died for me, paid the price for my sin, and rose again. I thank you that I'm now your child and you're my father. I thank you that I'm a new person on the inside. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, let us know, connect with us. But again, I hope this was a blessing to you. I'm looking forward to, to sharing with you next week. I'm super duper excited about next week. Don't miss it. Share this, share this with somebody in your life. Invite somebody to church. Um, share this video with someone to look at. But God bless you. Have a great week. And remember, finish your course with joy. Amen.